The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. It is the Anton Savage Show. This week, 50 years ago, a bank robber walked into a bank in Stockholm, took hostages and began a six-day siege. And that siege led to a psychological condition called, or at least identified, now called Stockholm Syndrome, wherein the kidnapped becomes infatuated, develops a strong relationship with the kidnapper, so much so that they actually can defend them in some instances. Professor Brendan Kelly, Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College, Dublin Consultant Psychiatrist, Italia University Hospital, is with us. Tell us what happened in Stockholm to the hostages. Well, the hostages were taken in 1973, 50 years ago, as you say, in quite a violent bank raid. And they were kept captive for a period of time in the bank vault. And during that time, some of them developed really quite positive feelings towards the captor, the criminal who was keeping them captive and his accomplice who was he negotiated the release of an accomplice from prison to join him there and uh, they were kept captive for a period of time and it's you know after the after the situation ended these positive feelings persisted for some of the uh, hostages they they were no longer hostages they were out now and they uh, formed a fund for the legal defense of the the the, the criminals one of them um, you know they visited the criminals in prison and indeed one of them became engaged to one of the uh, bank robbers uh, in the aftermath of the incident. So what's happening psychologically to cause something so counterintuitive? Well, it's it's very interesting. There's a couple of reasons why this happens. The first one is in situations of high intensity of any description, positive or negative, we form bonds with the people we're with. So you often see this, let's say, if people are involved in a, um, say, an earthquake or a crash or some high, high tension situation, you very quickly form a bond with the person sitting beside you. So that was going on. Now, it is counterintuitive, as you say, but... You know, there's an increasing notion that the idea of Stockholm Syndrome is misnamed. It should be called appeasement. And this means that when you're in the situation, you make a sort of a rational decision to cooperate to a certain degree because it is, in a sense, the right thing to do in an abnormal situation. So this notion of appeasement is an interesting way of looking at it because if you do cooperate with the people who've taken you captive, things are likely to be a little better in the moment and maybe to turn out a bit better in the end. Which all makes sense while you're locked in the bank vault. But when you get out, the notion that you would then go and start crowdfunding their legal bills, that's a bit of an extrapolation too far, no? Yes, it's a bit illogical. But look, we're very illogical creatures. We're, you know, we work based on emotion. And when they look into this very carefully, how hostages feel, in a sense, when they are a hostage, they feel, well, I'm a hostage now. So there are two threats. There is the people who took me hostage. And then there's the police outside, hundreds of them, getting ready to do an armed raid to liberate me. And most deaths of hostages occur during police rescue operations, kind of in the crossfire. So the hostage has logical reasons, in a sense, to align with the person who has taken them captive because they feel the bigger threat is this overwhelming response. You know, in the movies, when the SWAT team comes, it is a it's messy, it's big, it's powerful and it's scary, even if you're the one being rescued. So how common has it been in the 50 years since the Stockholm incident? Well, there's been a number of incidents of it, but it's not tremendously common. The FBI estimate that fewer than 8% of hostages experience this. But it's, you know, there are factors that make this more likely. So, for example, if there's a lot of human engagement between the captor and the captive, this hugely increases the likelihood of Stockholm Syndrome, 
which is the the person, the hostage uh, having positive feeling toward the captor and also the reverse, which is now called Lima syndrome, where the person who took the hostage starts to have positive feelings towards the hostage because uh, it works both ways. Despite the abnormal situation, once we're we kind of show each other our humanity and emotions, you start to form bonds in the oddest of situations. Because that runs counter to the famous, was it the Stanford prison experiment where when you tell people they're prison guards and when you tell people they're captors, they begin to act brutally towards each other. How come then this, because mm. this seems to be the exact opposite of that. It is, but that Stanford prison experiment was uh, predicated on distance. You, 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 there, there wasn't human to human engagement. And, you know, a lot of the research, particularly about aircrafts being uh, people being taken hostage on aircrafts, shows that the more the hostage has contact with the person kidnapping, the more talking there is, the more interaction, the more likely it is that they'll form a bond. And indeed, the result of this is one of the strategies for police negotiators with um, people who have taken hostages, say captors, is to try and demonstrate the humanity of the hostages that they have. And this uh, reduces the likelihood of harm resulting. Does it occur in any situation more mundane than hostage taking? I'm thinking about problematic relationships or anything along those lines. Do you get a similar kind of psychological reality there or does it require absolute PTSD conditions to occur? No, it, it, it happens to varying degrees all over the place. Um, and it, it's, not, it's not just in humans as well. So, you know, they've studied, for example, chimpanzees and they find when two male chimpanzees have a, a conflict, then afterwards, the loser and the victor, they both seek comfort and they seek it not from their peers, but from each other, because you find that um, this kind of consolidates the new social order. But in response to your question, does it happen more commonly? Yes, it does. And this is why it's important to change the terminology from Stockholm syndrome to appeasement, because we find something similar in abusive relationships, where we find that the, uh, the abused person might have opportunity to escape but doesn't do so because the relationship is more complex. There is good and bad mixed in there. So an understanding of that complexity is important, particularly for people trapped in abusive relationships. Brendan, thank you so much. Professor Brendan Kelly, Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College Dublin and Consultant Psychiatrist at Tala University Hospital. 53106 if you want to get in touch or you can get us 87 106. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.